The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Now we're going to talk about positive aging. How can we be successful and happy and healthy and work through some of these myths about getting older? My guest is Abigail Trafford. She's an author, journalist, and public speech speaker, and she focuses on the new stage of the life cycle after midlife, but before traditional old age, if you would. And her book, and she has several books, My Time, Making the Most of the Bonus Decades After 50. And she has other books called As Time Goes By and Crazy Time. And uh, one deals with serial spouses and boomerang marriages, and the other one deals with divorce and building a new life. And today we're going to focus on making the most of the bonus decades after 50, the book My Time. Welcome, Abigail. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be with you. Yes. Now, we also want to let people know that you are an award-winning journalist. You've covered a wide range of stories from the landings of, on the moon and the shooting of President Ronald Reagan to the emergence of AIDS, and, and it goes on and on. So you, and you also were post-health's editor, so you, yeah. you've, really, yeah, you've really worked. You've also worked with National Geographic. So yeah, you, that was my first job. Yeah, very exciting. So what made you start to focus in this area of getting older and being successful over 50, over 60. What do you well, do you that? Well, you know, two happy? things. First of all, I was doing it myself and not understanding quite what was going on. Secondly, as health editor, I was always asked, what's the big story this year? What's the big story? And there were all, there was some very glamorous stories like cloning and transplants and genet- gene therapy. But year by year, the most important story was, in a sense, Longevity, that people were not only living longer, but people had what we call health span. This was healthy, healthy old age. And, and, and you're, you know, you can, we don't even, I don't even like to say old because that's just a moving, a moving definition. But this really was amazing in statistics. What we've done is we've reduced disabilities and we've enhanced health and they call it health span, really, and these are the, this is what has created what I'm calling a new stage in the life cycle. And so I thought, well, you know, something's here, something's here, and so then I decided to write a book about it. It's kind of the unsung story. It's like it's right in our faces. We're doing it. We're just, we're doing it, and yet nobody quite understands what kind of a revolution this is because well, all right. revolutions, you know, lots of stuff happens, good things and not such good things. 
But well, we, we have didn't to have the models. That this is new. Right, that we didn't have the models. You know, our mothers, and that's the book I'm writing, you know, our mother, our, our 50 wasn't our mother's 50, for the most uh, part. Absolutely not at all. And our mother's 90 is not going to be our 90. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. In other words, they didn't get to be 90 usually. I mean, that's the amazing, the amazing thing. And I think so, we have to understand that this is a revolution, and we have to get the right kind of attitude. And I call it a swagger. And one of the problems is, is that we're given the, so many messages that, you know, aging is to be avoided at all costs. You know, that's something, there's all this anti-aging, right. you know, industry. Right, a, yeah. a lot of ageism. Yeah, and it's, that's just, frankly, ageism. And we've got to say, hey, we know something about life. We have lived a long time, and we're incredibly healthy. We're very vital. We have a future. We have a lot to give and a lot to show. And don't mess with us. You know, it's sort of it's some wonderful phrases like, what are they going to do to me? And uh, if not now, when? And, and exactly. so that's the swagger. We really have to get an attitude and kind of watch our language. Right, right. And understand that, um, you know, we've been through so much that we have the wisdom and the experience that a lot of people younger don't. So this can be exactly. the best time of our lives. Exactly. It's, real, it's a real empowerment. And, yes. you know, there's lots of things that people talk about. Oh, as you get older, you know, you're not as smart. You, your memory is not as good. You can't learn things as fast. It's but really you know something true. that's an asset in getting older, and that is our wisdom and experience. And they've done some good studies that show we're much more analytical. We're much more able to look at a whole ream of facts and pull out yeah. what is really important, what's going on here. Well, so. We should really sort yeah. of boost ourselves. And up. there's We're there's a whole new science, right? There's a whole new science of the brain with neuroplasticity. That exactly. if we keep thinking, exactly. we're we're forging new pathways and new cells in the brain. So as long as exactly. we're doing something new and different, yes, we are yes. growing our brain at, at any age. Exactly so, right. And so the brain exactly. is growing, and you know, and we we benefit from all of that. We also have a wisdom about relationships, and yes. this is turning out to be the key. And you talk about what, so the revolutionary science. You know, they do a lot of stuff. What predicts, uh, in a sense, successful aging? And we've heard a lot about diet and exercise and doing this and doing that. But the other piece is that, is that people who have relationships, close relationships, and are engaged with others, that's as important as not smoking and getting exercise and eating Absolutely. right. That predicts, in a sense, a vital vital years at this stage of life. Yeah, I remember that, people forget that. Yeah. Dan Butner wrote a book on the blue zones and he studied all the healthy, the healthy people on the planet. He went to all t- t- different I love, countries. I love that study. Love that book. And, and you know, the study, he said that a lot of these communities that are really healthy and happy, the, the community is so strong. These people have had friends since they've been childhood in childhood, and they stay with them throughout their life, and it's exactly one I call it the intimate community. circle. Yeah, yeah. We don't, I call it your intimate circle, your team, Dude, and the yeah, definition is people yeah. you can't imagine your life without. And yeah. this comes from research at Stanford University and their longevity center, Laura Carsonson. And we all of us need uh, a, a small team of about eight to ten people. And these are people who are really part of our lives. And if you get down to only three, you're going to have, they call it failure to thrive syndrome. That's just too few. So you need that intimate circle and you need that larger community, that sense of belonging and being engaged with others. And that turns out to be the key. Now, all of us can do that. 
Absolutely, yeah. I think that's so true. And and the community, the problem I think too with a lot of people older is because our families are dispersed, right, in different parts of the country, there's a lot of loneliness. We have a tremendous epidemic of loneliness, Abigail, in our country, particularly as you well, get older. Well, yes, but I'm going to say yes, but. I yeah, think that with that one thing that's happening, first of all, let's look at some of the research uh, happiness research, contentment research, and mm-hmm. what they're finding is that older people are a lot happier and more content, actually, than younger people. It's really an, it's an interesting study that somehow when you, you just find contentment, it's, it's part of getting, you know, getting older and wiser. Now, why is that? Well, if you've learned the lesson of having relationships and you have your intimate circle. And then we talk about reframing the family. Yes, a lot of us live far away from family members. However, you know, we live in a digital world and the airplane. And I think what, what, what there's been a renaissance, or actually not a renaissance, but it's really just a, a, a whole new, I don't know, life uh, role, and that is the granny wave, grandparenting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people talk about, oh, dear, the family is so dispersed and, and, and they only talk about three generations, we really have the four-generation family. We have children who are dependents. We have the young and middle-aged who are in the Zooms. I call it the Zoom zone of adulthood, doing career, doing children, doing everything. And then you have my-timers who are vital and can, and can get, and want to give back and serve the community. Mm-hmm. And then you may have your dependent relatives who are older or any age who, who need your help. But for the first time, we have two robust generations taking mm-hmm. care of those who, need, yeah. um, who, are, who are dependent. So I see this as a strength, and I cannot tell you a number of people I've uh, interviewed, both men and women, who are just overjoyed at being a grandparent. Mm, and I really hear that too. help yeah. their adult children and grandchildren. Yeah. And so loneliness, yes. You know, that's an existential problem, you know, always. Mm-hmm. But I think you might be surprised that many older people are, are not alone and find ways to connect with others. And, again, that's the key. It's the connection. Yeah, And I think it's key. also our legacy. What, what do we want to show? We want to show younger yeah, people, right. one, not afraid to get older, that these are great years, and two, how to love, how to really love. <laughs> and, and if we can do those two things, you know, that's a great gift to younger generations. Absolutely. Now, I'm not going to minimize the fact that there are people, there certainly loneliness, and I would say almost depression is something to really watch out for in these years uh, because often it goes undiagnosed. Right. And so connection, that, connection helps with that. Really does. Connection is essential, and connection yeah. is the way yeah. people say, you know, I don't think you're quite feeling yourself. Let's go figure out what's going on. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take um, a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Abigail Trafford about her books, As Time Goes By, My Time, and Crazy Time. But right now, we're talking about my time, making the most of the bonus decades after 50. And so I'm very excited to have with me Abigail Trafford, author, journalist, and public speaker. And uh, she has been, she's an award-winning journalist, and we're very happy to have her with us right here on voiceamerica.com. This is the Patricia Raskin Show. We'll be right back right after the break.
Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune in to the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hello everyone and welcome back. We are talking to Abigail Trafford. She is an author, journalist, public speaker, and award-winning journalist. She's written several books, and the book we're talking about today is My Time, Making the Most of the Bonus Decades After 50. Kids grown, mortgage paid, retirement looming, what is next? And these are some of the things that Abigail answers in her book, What Do You Do With the Rest of Your Life? Welcome back, Abigail. Thank you so much. All right. So let's talk about retirement. You know, I heard you say during the break, well, I don't even use that word. I don't use it either. But I do. I would think, you know, this is part of my watch your language uh, advice. Just don't even talk about retirement because it's it's, it's obsolete. Our notion of retirement, you know, it was old school. You retired, you sat in a rocking chair, and then that was over. And now you may, you call it graduating, you call it changing jobs, you you perhaps end a long career at one company, although that's increasingly rare, or in one field or whatever, and you're going to move on. It's going to be, and it's up the thing that makes it so sort of, oh, my, uh, what am I going to do, is that it's up to you. That's why I call it my time. It's up to you to figure out what your what next is going to be. And there are many different pathways. You can 
stay in your field, but maybe do volunteer work. Let's say you've been running, been the financial officer of a business. You might be the financial officer of a nonprofit, or you may try to do something quite different. That is, a lot of people go to school. Learning is really important. It's part of the excitement of saying, oh, now I have some time, and people are going to school. Some of them are doing it for credit. Others are getting credit and and finding new careers, you know, becoming a psychologist, becoming a nurse, uh, taking music, learning an instrument. And I think that that is incredibly healthy. You know, this transition from retirement, and again, I don't want to use that word, did some a psychiatrist also think of it as like it's like second adolescence? Mm, and now I don't yeah. mean that we're anything like teenagers. We're much smarter and and wiser and nicer, etc. But there are some similarities in that teenagerhood, adolescence is a transition from childhood to adulthood. And you know that that word didn't come into the language until 1904. You know, and by that time, life expectancy had gotten up to close to 50, so you had time to go from childhood to adulthood. Well, now a similar thing has happened today. We have gone, you know, extended life expectancy so that we have this transition period from kind of adulthood, what I'm talking about, that Zoom zone of adulthood, and what's going to be the rest of your life. And so often when people contemplate retirement or first go into retirement, it's a time of questions and dreams and some turmoil. And I think we've got to take, uh, I think we can learn from teenagers. What teenagers are good at is what I call dreaming. That is one day they want to be an astronaut, the next day they want to play the fiddle, the next day they want to stay in bed, the next day they don't know what they want to do. And we give them a lot of space. We say that's just fine, you don't have to find yourself yet. And we have schools and camps and internships and all kinds of things to help. We don't think about that as we get older, but it's very important to dream and to visualize. You know, in in our adulthood, we have a to-do list and we're very focused. Now it's time to dream. Yeah. Let ourselves go. What made you happiest when you were, you know, back in high school? Was it being in a play? Whatever. And that bubbles up that you can try to figure out what you really yeah, want to do I, next. And you may do little things, you do some things, and then go to something else. Right. And that's and fine. Absolutely. The main thing is to I'm, give ourselves permission. Yeah, I'm writing a book that really talks about how do you find your passion over 50 yeah. or over 60. How can you do that thing or even become an entrepreneur or do the exactly. thing you've always wanted to do? And, it, you know, it, it, it's a different way of thinking because we, we didn't think we'd be thinking that way, as you said. Exactly. This is a kind of a revolution in a lot of ways. It so absolutely it's, it's is a, a revolution. Whole, it's, a whole, it's a whole new way of thinking. All right, what else would you um, give us some other things that you think, particularly around health as we get older, um, yeah, let's talk about health, and then we can well, talk I about think health. I think that obviously uh, our health, you know, is precious, and we spend more focus on it. I think one of the things that we know a lot about the physical parts. I mean, you you need to go to the doctor when you have to go to the doctor, and you have diet and fitness and exercise, and you know, not wearing a seatbelt, not smoking. But I think that we have to broaden out health to, to include, in a sense, psychosocial fitness and spiritual growth. You really have to pay attention to, in a sense, to the whole being of yourself. And uh, 
and I think that that's that's what's really important about health. And this also this will this will encourage you. But you you look at functional health. That there was a study of people. I think and, and I think they were over eighty. And they were asked to self-report how they, how they thought their health. And the vast majority said good to excellent. And then they were asked to put down any medical conditions they had. And it was everything. It was heart disease, cancer, diabetes, arthritis, you know, you name it. And I guess the point is that part of the revolution that we're in is that we can have major medical conditions and we can have good functional health. And I think that's, that's, in a sense, important to understand. The other thing about health is, and paying attention to health is we're going to have jolts. I call them jolts in the book. And sometimes these are ominous jolts, and they remind us of our mortality. And, you know, there is an end point. I'm very optimistic about these years, but there is an end point. We do face our, our mortality. And that does two things for us. It, it means... We have a paradox of time. We have these bonus decades. At the same time, we have urgency to make the most of them now. I think all of that together gives us a package of what we call good health. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, I want to also, we've got a few minutes left, so I want to talk about the whole relationship piece because I know that you've written a book about that. You've written a couple of books about that. You know, as time goes by, you talk about marriages and spouses. You also talk about divorce. And today, I'm noticing people are getting divorced after 30 and 35 years of marriage, Abigail. That was unheard of, too. I know, but you're living longer, and part of it is, you know, uh, why are you together? And I think one of the premiums on relationships in this stage is that they're good, that they're happy. This idea of toughing it out or being miserable, why? And, you know, all this, the Pew Research studies show that, you know, public opinion is if you're not happy, if it's not working, you, you don't need to stay together. It's better for you to, to separate. There is a difference between I, the earlier divorces, which are usually out of conflict, and later divorces, they're often deferred divorces, just waiting for the children to Absolutely. grow up or just waiting for, for the right moment. And, and, and often they, the people have been living separately for years. So it's kind of, it's more what's not, what's absent in the relationship. It's really important to have play and laughter and fun in all relationships. And your love, in, in your romantic relationships and your friendships and with your children. And sometimes that just plain goes. Or two people say, you know, we've been, we want to remain friends, but, you know, my husband wants to go up in the mountains and fish, and exactly. I'm still in my job, and I think I'm going to get a promotion, and I want to stay in the city, and so we just separated. It, 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 it's, um, I think the bottom line is that as you get older, love doesn't stop. Certainly romance doesn't stop. And in a way, what's, what's, what's new is all the action that's going on for people yeah, certainly over 50, 60, 70. And um, that's and something so, so, new. So give us a closing thought because we have like 30 seconds left. What's your, what's your wonderful, what would you like to leave our listeners with quickly? It, it, that it, this is a wonderful period of life when you can give back to future generations by showing them how to make the most of these decades and how to love one another. 
Thank you so much, Abigail, for being on the program. It was wonderful. And how can people find you? They can find me. I have a website. It's www.abigailtrafford.com or www.mytimegeneration.com. And that has how you can send me an email, abigail at mytimegeneration.com. Okay. Thank you so much. Stand on line for a minute. Thanks so much, Abigail. This Thank is really you wonderful. so much. This is great. All right. All right, folks. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. I'll put you on my newsletter list. Send it out every month at the beginning of the month. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.